Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The Witcher has one of the most fantastic and vast universes in all of literature in the gaming world, comprising eight books and three games, and I can assure you they are all very good. But here, we will bring this entire story to you in detail, with all events in chronological order to make it easier to follow. But before we start, I ask you to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We are on our way to a thousand subscribers and need your help to get there. Let's begin by situating where in the timeline the games are, their relation to the books, and we can start from there. The Witcher saga consists of a series of action RPG-style games that span a theme of dark medieval times with a touch of fantastical features. It was developed and published by the Polish game company CD Projekt Red and first entered the gaming world on PCs, but its future releases gradually started to be distributed for Microsoft and Sony consoles. This saga is the result of a series of books written by Polish author Andrzej Sapolsky. In it, we get to know the story of the Witcher Geralt of Rivia, amid a world experienced through war, politics, prejudice, racism, the fear of both monster threats and men themselves, passion, sex, and more. Some of these themes are still very current in our society, even though the game is set in an older era. A common question many people have about this saga is, what is the real relationship between the books and the games? Is one a summary of the other? Do they belong to the same story? Are they unrelated? What's the reality? Relation between the games and the books. Putting all facts and events on a timeline, we see that the games actually take place after the books, meaning the games are kind of continuations of the books. But it's a bit more complicated than it seems, and I'll explain why. The games were developed very respectfully towards the books, with some adaptations, of course, but still very much respecting the original book material. The games are perfectly linked to each other, just as they use all the events that happened in the books as a basis for telling the story. Andrzej Sapolsky has spoken about the relation of his books with the games made by CD Projekt Red, and his words were as follows, the games are neither alternative stories nor a sequel. They are a free adaptation created with elements of my work, made by different authors. In addition, he also said that in his next works he will not take into account the events that occurred during the game. Therefore, two things can happen. The author might not care about the games and continue his story from where the last book left off, and the games might follow a completely different story, or the author might understand with CD Projekt Red and base his books on events from the games, which I find very unlikely. So today the games are continuing the released books, but this might not be true in the future. Okay Zach. But can I play without knowing the book's story? Honestly? Yes. 
But know that you lose much of the immersion that the game can provide you, as there are many references to the book's events, besides the main characters knowing each other and having a long previous history, and obviously the games follow this. I played the first The Witcher before reading the books and managed to play and catch the story. They even made the first one in a way for those who haven't read the books. Still, I recommend knowing the whole story even before playing. After all, I wouldn't make such a laborious video if I didn't think it was worth it. The Witcher Universe Part 1, Continent Settlement The entire story of the Witcher universe takes place on a nameless continent in a medieval setting, as already mentioned. As the story of this series was strongly influenced by the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, the creator of The Lord of the Rings, in The Witcher we will see that humans coexist with many other races, such as elves, dwarves, gnomes, etc. Another huge similarity to Tolkien's works is that we have to put together various fragments of the works to understand the universe. While this is very interesting as literature, it's chaos to create a video script. As a characteristic of the medieval era, in this universe, there are also kings who rule cruelly and strategically, always in search of man's greatest ambition, power. Because of this, many wars are triggered, and the worst consequences are suffered by the people. As if that wasn't enough, in this universe, religious fanaticism is also one of the main causes of many deaths, and besides, the population suffers terrible oppression from numerous wild monsters that are scattered across the continent. Starting the story of how everything originated in the world of the Witcher, according to the oldest dwarf tales, the first existing race to appear on the continent were the gnomes, who had small colonies in the Mahakam and Tir Tasher mountains. However, some scholars do not believe that the gnomes were the sole inhabitants of the continent during this primordial period, as, according to them, there is evidence that races like the Vranks, reptilian humanoids not much mentioned in the saga, and the Werebubs, an almost extinct race of hairy humanoids, were also there at that same time. Sometime later, between about three to four thousand years before the events of the games, there was the meeting of the dwarves with the gnomes, and this was the only moment in the history of this universe when a newly arrived race to that continent, in this case the dwarves, did not result in a confrontation, precisely because these two races have similar habits and preferences, which favored them coexisting in the same society without much tension, so much so that this peaceful relationship remains until the times of the games. Years later came the elves, who arrived about 2,500 years before the events of the games. It appears that they probably came from another dimension through magical portals. The elves reached solid ground with the help of their white ships, and once on the continent, they began to colonize and build their civilizations there. Although they were peaceful, they ended up entering conflicts with other races, however, these battles were not any attempt at complete annihilation against any of them, so much so that, for example, the relationship between elves and dwarves in the period of the games is peaceful. Right, sometime later, about 1,500 years before the events of the games, a phenomenon known as the conjunction of the spheres occurred in this world. This phenomenon was actually a cataclysm in which several universes collided, causing creatures from other realities to end up trapped on the continent of the series story. According to the elves, the humans themselves arrived in that universe through this phenomenon, shortly after they had destroyed their own world. But this story is according to what the elves say, as another current of record says that who arrived after the conjunction of the spheres were two ancestral human races, different from conventional humans, who later came to colonize everything and create the civilizations known in the present period of the games and books. These two races are known as Doc and Wasker, and they reached the continent from the north. There are very few records about them, and all of them were found in some scriptures, menhirs, and tombstones. 
However, these scarce records served as the basis for some prophecies and even for the creation of some religions, which I will explain at another time. Oh, and one thing I can't fail to mention is that the way these two ancestral human races, Doc and Wasker, met their ends remains a mystery even among scholars of the series. There is a more radical line of thought that claims that the elves created this story that humans came along with the conjunction of the spheres to relate them to a threat equal to the monsters, as if it were a way of saying that the ancient races, those that came before the said cataclysm, elves, dwarves, gnomes, etc., are the true heirs of that land, and that humans are mere invaders, which completely disregards the strand that talks about the existence of the two ancestral human races. Alright, another thing that the conjunction of the spheres brought to the Witcher universe was magic, which became an integral part of that world. Its main source of power is called primordial chaos, which humans were the first to master. Later on, I'll bring more information about this subject, now let's focus on continuing the story of this universe. All the events of the conjunction of the spheres and the arrival of humans on the continent occurred about 1,500 years before the events of the games. However, the human expansion to the lands, which today are known as the Northern Kingdoms, began relatively recently, about 500 years before the games. It was at this moment that an event known today as the arrival of the exiles began. It's hard to know where these exiles, the humans we see in the game, came from. It is only known that they arrived by boats, and that they immediately had confrontations with the ancient races living there on the continent. Initially, during the conflicts caused by the arrival of humans, the elves had a certain advantage over their enemies. However, they did not think that humans would become a great threat. When the first confrontations began, the elves chose not to take up arms, as they wanted to avoid bloodshed and the loss of thousands of lives. They then retreated to the east of the continent, believing that at some point the humans would pause their march. However, this turned out to be a great mistake, as it caused them to lose many of their cities to the enemy, which had all their buildings remodeled. With this, the elves lost the chance they had to push the humans back to the sea, located to the west of the continent, and this error is a lamentation they carry with themselves until the current times of the series. The history of humans in this universe is full of conflicts. At the same time they set out to conquer the lands of other races, the first human colonizers began to fight among themselves. In fact, this era boils down to a corrosive disaster, as all four human boats that arrived on the continent were able to form three kingdoms, and they were not content with just governing themselves, they also wanted to dominate each other. Thus, conflicts arose between the humans themselves and with other races. With this, those two races that I said might have coexisted with the gnomes in the primordial times of the continent, the rams and the werebubs, ended up isolating themselves in mountainous regions. After a while, it was believed that humans were satisfied with their conquests, and thus, peace treaties were signed, including with the elves. However, a few years later, these treaties were broken due to a massacre against elves, thus initiating the second war between these two races. However, this time, the flower of elvish youth perished in this terrible conflict. The elves were defeated, receiving a blow from which they never recovered. With this, in just about four centuries since their arrival on that continent, humans managed to conquer the entire territory from the Great Sea in the west to the Blue Mountains in the east, and also from the Dragon Mountains in the north to the Amel Mountains in the south, and the result of all this was the construction of the Northern Kingdoms. 200 years before the events of the games and the books, a young elf named Aralyn, the White Rose of Shearwed, led the elvish youth in a new, not very hopeful fight against the humans. However, this attitude had a different goal which was to fulfill the wish of the elves who died in the Second War.
These elves wanted their race's heritage to be preserved, meaning they wanted the elvish constructions not to fall into human hands and be transformed. This goal was achieved, and for this Aralyn and his men were forced to ruin the springs, topple the towers, and also destroy the walls of the palace that was a source of pride and joy for them, Shirwed, before it was taken by the enemies. Because of this, the elves were forced to flee to the mountains and build new homes there while waiting for the arrival of humans. However, Aralyn did not want to flee without a fight, and her attitude also encouraged her companions. Obviously, they all died in this battle, but with honor, and due to this story, the name of Aralyn is used as a war cry by the elves who came to revolt in the next generations. Right, after all this, due to all their losses, the elvish race yielded to the humans, and then there was a period of peace, at least until the moment when Lara Doran, an elvish sorceress, and Kragnan Dalad, a powerful human sorcerer, fell in love in secret. Upon discovering this secret love, the humans killed the couple, bringing back to the surface the rivalry that the two races, elves and humans, felt for each other. We conclude our first video about the complete history of The Witcher and hope you are enjoying it. In the next video, we will tell more about the Northern Kingdoms and continue the saga's lore. If you are enjoying our content, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, as this is the only way you won't miss any videos. Thank you for your company, and we'll see you in the next video.